Good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to Fashion Friday. Okay, so Fashion Month is wrapping up as we speak. Uh, it's wrapping up in Paris, actually, and uh, I've got a few highlights that I wanted to share with you from some of my favorite shows throughout the month. Um, now, we talked about New York. Uh, London was next. It always comes right after New York. And then is Milan Fashion Week, and then the finale is Paris Fashion Week. So each city has obviously a different set of designers, and each one, to me, has a very different feel. And obviously, show within shows, shows have different feels as well. But to me, overall, there's a, a little bit of a common thread. Not literally, um, but there's a little bit of, there's like a feel for each city. Uh, makes sense. Each city is, you know, different, uh, a different feel when you're there just visiting, let alone looking at a designer's, um, you know, vision. So the big news at London Fashion Week was not even so much the fashion, but it was more about the fact that the one and only Queen Elizabeth showed up to an event. She sat front row with Anna Wintour and uh, she was at the Richard Quinn show. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, she was there because he was honored with the Queen Elizabeth II Award for British Design. So, you know, she was enjoying the show and smiling and of course it was uh, all the attention. And the funny thing is, the designer knew for about a month that who was coming to his show, but he could not say, he could not talk about it for security reasons. So even his team didn't know and people were guessing all different people. Most of his team thought Kate Moss would be there. And he said the hardest thing was to keep that secret. Now, hold on a minute. I'm thinking, <laughs> forget about keeping it a secret. I don't think I would be, I, first of all, I'd be so nervous about my collection. And especially if you know for a month, that's a long time to know something like this. So the pressure would be on. And then on top of that, to not be able to talk about it with anyone and not be able to tell anyone, I don't know if I could have handled that. Knowing, you know, I would be better off just knowing someone important is coming and not knowing who. I don't think I could handle the pressure. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a British designer. <laughs> Uh, well, nonetheless, the queen was all smiles and looked like she had a great time. And she was, of course, dressed in a tweed blue suit, her traditional jacket and skirt uh, with some little Swarovski crystals. Uh, so that was the big news for London. Moving on to Milan, uh, some of my one of my favorite collections was Dolce & Gabbana. And here's why. So, uh, first of all, the show was an hour late. So it started an hour late and after 45 minutes and, and many, many announcements oh, over the PA in different languages, by the way, they wanted people to turn off their Wi-Fi personal hotspots. And of course, no one knew why. They just kind of probably ignored it for a while. And it was just apparently a really big issue. So they couldn't get this going and they couldn't get people to turn off their Wi-Fi. Finally, even Anna Wintour herself lost her patience and uh, got up from her seat. And finally, the audience learned why, why it was so important. The gates to Dolce & Gabbana's heaven opened up and out flew a handful of drones that were toting the new style of handbag for Dolce & Gabbana. So how cool was that? So there were tons of drones that came out fluttering like little angels uh, down the runway. And of course, after all that fuss came actual models with real clothes. And uh, apparently the theme was fashion devotion. 
very spiritual looking collection uh, full of Dolce & Gabbana signatures, like lacy details, lots of bedazzled Mary Janes, mini dresses, ruched corset, pencil skirts, lots of brocade suiting, outerwear, um, and tons and tons and tons of sequins. So uh, yeah, that was, that was what happened there. So pretty interesting, I think, that um, you know, this, this happened. And you know, I, this doesn't surprise me. I think that, you know, we've been waiting for something like this to happen. I'm surprised it took a, a designer so long to do this. I mean, drones, you know, it's not, it's not something new. We've been seeing drones used everywhere. So, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, f f the, the last, or one of the last fashion shows, I believe it was on Sunday night, was the Tommy Hilfiger show, Tommy Hilfiger and Gigi. So they did their last show, their last collection together. And it was very, very sporty, kind of influences from the Formula One race car type of influence of colors and stripes. And, uh, you know, they've done, I believe it's four collections they've done together. So uh, pretty impressive. And this was the last one. They ended it in Milan. And I thought that was probably a good move. I was kind of wondering how long this would go on. And uh, I have to say, I absolutely love this collaboration. I thought this was, this was a brilliant move by Tommy Hilfiger to uh, collaborate with someone who's not only extremely relevant right now and drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful, uh, probably the hottest it model right now, or it girl right now, but also she's talented, guys. She's actually very intelligent and talented. So definitely debunking that old theory that models do not have a brain. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of them do, especially nowadays, um, extremely educated. And, uh, you know, Gigi definitely had an influence and some, you know, hands-on involvement in this, in, in all of the collections. So I liked that, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like you kind of have to, you know, leave the party before it ends. So we've seen four collections from Gigi and Tommy, and that's probably, you know, they know best. That's probably the best Thing to do is kind of end it on a high note so and by the way all of their collections because i did check this out it is available at the tommy hilfiger store in manhattan on fifth avenue so um yes just just fyi they have one whole floor that's just uh gg the gg collection so beautiful store by the way okay and then in paris saint laurent one of my favorite designers believe it or not all black now now keep in mind this is what we're seeing is for fall of 2018 so lots of black at saint laurent and basically they played with texture and print so so i'm sorry not texture uh not print just texture all different textures from sequins to velvets to suede's to chiffons all different texture but tons of black and short and long and one-shouldered um different type different silhouettes I like this, something a little different. We're always talking about color and, and fabrics uh, for fall. You know, what about black? What about black? Uh, Dries Van Noten was also one of my favorites in Paris Fashion Week, and there was the emphasis. Emphasis was on texture and prints. So I uh, saw some marigold yellow, some brown, some beiges, some also black and white, um, but lots of texture, which again, for fall, I think that's easy to do. It makes sense. You're layering, you're wearing heavier fabrics, so it, it should be about uh, texture. And I love the fact that there were more, we saw more prints. 
generally speaking, we see prints more in the spring. You know, it makes sense. Florals and dots and stripes and all that fun stuff. So I like the fact that there was not just texture, but prints as well at Dries Van Noten. So those are a few of my favorites. Um, and again, fashion month in general is always exciting, no matter what city or what show you're looking at, you know, all of this stuff is available online, which is fantastic. Now everyone can see the collections. Um, even if you don't stream it live, you can see pictures of it. And I think that's great. It gives you so much insight on what's coming, but also gives you a little bit of inspiration. I know Personally, as a stylist, I like to look to see what's coming down the pipeline um, just to be informative and to be able to share that with my clients and for me to know myself, you know, what's coming and, you know, what are we going to be wearing in the fall? Because, you know, sometimes you'll invest in a piece now in the spring that you'll say, well, this will take me through to the fall. I'll be able to wear this next season as well and really get more, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. So, I think things like that are important. And again, just to have some insight of what's coming down the line and uh, you know the return of this and that, all we ever see now is things from the past resurfacing with a little bit of a twist. So it's fun, it's interesting to see what's coming and just to have that in the back of your mind as we proceed into spring. So speaking of spring, I'm gonna take a break, but when we come back, I want to play a little game called Swap This For That. So we're going to talk about spring trends and how to get ready and prepare your wardrobe for spring. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so spring is clearly on its way. Thank God. And uh, ready or not, it's coming. Hopefully your wardrobe is ready. I, personally, I've been ready for about, I don't know, 60 days now. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't matter the temperature, I'm telling you. Now, to be fair, I have been traveling a little bit. So I have had a few doses of, of sunshine here and there as I travel to uh, the West Coast and to Florida, etc. But when I come back and it's still chilly... I am still wearing my spring outfits. <laughs> I am. I, I mean, I might add an extra layer here and there, but I just, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm telling you, I'm done with the heavy, chunky knits and the heavy coats and the boots. I'm, I'm kind of over it. So I'm basically into transition mode at this point. And um, I think I always like to start thinking about spring ahead of time because it almost feels like it's cold, 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 and then all of a sudden it snaps and it's really warm. I feel like it's not like that in the fall. I feel like we do have a little bit of a fall and we, you know, we tend to get out uh, 
warmer jackets. And I don't know, to me, it feels like the spring comes on rather quickly and whether we're ready for it or not. So, okay, so two ways to go with a spring wardrobe. And I'm talking about your existing wardrobe, obviously, and layering new pieces. I don't mean you have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but two ways, you can go color. And as we know, spring is all about color. And you can do pastels, you can do brights, you can do saturated uh, gem tones, whatever it may be. Or you can do a more neutral based wardrobe. So that, that's, let's say 80% of your wardrobe is neutral based and then maybe add in a little pop of color here and there. So it doesn't matter which way you go. I think some of these uh, tips could work either way for whatever palette you most like. Because most people lean towards one way or the other. Usually if you're a person that likes to wear color, most of your wardrobe is color. If you're most people that, you know, are more neutral, they'll, and, and I hear this all the time when I meet a new client, it's, well, most of my wardrobe is black and beige and white and tan, you know, and denim. So either way, I think that you could, in your own either neutral neutral way or, or the color wardrobe, you can use some of these tips. So, so we're gonna play swap this for that. So, all right, checks and plaids, which are, you know, winter type of things, fall type of items, swap it out for dots and stripes. And not, I don't mean that together, obviously. So polka dots and stripes, more nautical looking. These are great type of spring. This is an easy switch. You know, you can say, well, it's kind of a print for a print. And if you don't have those prints, this is where you can insert some. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if you've got a bright rainbow check or you're more of a neutral, you've got maybe your typical tan and plaid, red or blue, or you know, a more neutral check, swap one out for the other. So checks and plaids for stripes. My favorite way to incorporate this, a stripe or a polka dot, I know when I say polka dots, people are usually afraid and don't lie and they say, no, 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 I don't wear, I don't wear dots. But think about it in a little cute spaghetti strap. Maybe it's a peplum top, black and white. It's a little flirty top. Super cute with a pair of jeans or pair it with a, with a midi flowy skirt or maybe it's a pair of shorts, whatever it may be. So, so dots in a small, it doesn't mean head to toe dots. And stripes, obviously the nautical way to wear is, is most popular for spring. Doesn't have to be, but, but um, stripes I think just give a fun, fresh update to your wardrobe. Okay, next you wanna swap out your puffer coat for a parka. This is, this is an easy one. I feel like this is a no brainer. So parka is great for transitional weather, which is pretty much now. And honestly, I, like I said, I really have put away my winter coats. I mean, they're always in their own closet all year round, but I'm not reaching for them anymore. I am reaching for those lighter weight coats. And if it's a little bit chillier of a day, I just layer. And then it's, you know, I can take off, peel off that layer. Cause we're kind of at that point where it gets warmer during the day. It's chilly, it's co cooler in the morning chillier at night, um, you know, the temperature's not super warm yet, but we've been having some warmer days, especially when the sun is out. So that's what I've been doing. Puffer, bye-bye, parka, hello, okay? So swap those two out. Uh, oh, here's a color tip. So we talk all about, uh, we've talked about red, the color red all last year. We had pink, we had, or should I say millennial pink, then we had red. Still love the color red, so I'm not saying it's out. I mean, a color to me is never really out. But maybe you've invested in a few pieces and maybe you pulled red a little bit further to the front of your closet. So maybe swap that out for sorbet shades. So 
to me, this screams spring, any kind of sorbet shade. And this is also a great way to wear pastels without feeling like you're wearing Easter egg colors. I use usually that, um, yeah, I don't know, when I say pastels, I, I, a lot of people kind of cringe and say, well, you know, it's either too juvenile or it's too sort of like an Easter egg, like you're dying an Easter egg. So think of it as more of a sorbet shade and think of it as something that has a lot of brown in it or more of a neutral shade. So it's not a pastel pink, it's a, it's a light pink, but has like a beige undertone. So it's a little bit more grounded. It feels a little bit more adult-like, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so... That's an easy swap. Keep in mind, by the way, when I say sorbet shades, keep in mind, this takes me back to the color of the year, which is ultraviolet, according to Pantone. It's ultraviolet, but this color, I wouldn't say this is a pastel, but it is definitely a lighter shade. It's got uh, definitely some blue undertones to it. It's a great color. And I have been seeing this color already everywhere. There's, there's little bits of it popping up, but it's been consistently everywhere. I have to say, um, you know, in each store, I see a little bit of it, which is good. That's, we don't want the overdose of, of this violet color because, you know, by June we'll be sick of it. Um, but I've noticed, you know, a little things. For me, I, at first I was kind of like, well, I'm not sure about this one. But it depends on what it is. You know why? Because it depends on the fabric. So for example, the ultraviolet or this lavender color in satin, I don't love. To me, I'm like, eh, it kind of looks a little inexpensive if it's something in satin. However, give it to me in maybe a velvet or um, a cotton or a crepey material, and I feel like the color looks a lot better. And it just looks richer. And then it depends on what you're pairing it with. So my favorite way, two favorite ways to pair this lavender color is one with a cherry red. This is definitely a fashion forward moment. It's a bright cherry red, or I'm gonna pair it with navy. And that's the opposite end of the spectrum. That's definitely more of a, a, a classic staple, a neutral. Navy is always acts like a neutral. And um, definitely more sophisticated way to wear it. So um, I do like it, I have to say. And this is what I've done. I didn't run out and buy all kinds of lavender or you know violet uh, items in my closet. I kind of incorporated, I waited till I really saw something I liked. For example, one thing was a pair of the feathery statement earrings, not, not feathery, tassel, little tassels. And they were in this great ultraviolet color. And I thought, this is perfect. This is just a little dose of it. It's, you know, a statement earring. It's up by my face. So it's attracting, pulling the eye up towards my face and it's not, you know, overdone. It's not too much. And then I can pair it with pretty much anything, any color. Um, I also have, I also bought a, a cute little crossbody bag in this color. So again, accessories, easy way to incorporate a color. It doesn't have to be violet, whatever color it might be. Very easy way to incorporate this color for spring. Okay, swap this for that. How about white shoes? Because that was all the rage. A white boot was this past winter. To a lucite shoe, a lucite heel, I'm going to say. Now, here's the thing about this. Beware. When I say lucite, I know it could go very wrong very quickly and could look really, really cheap. So I'm not talking about a six-inch stiletto. I'm talking about a cute, small, little, it could be high, but something that's chunky or something that's a little bit lower, a lucite shoe in a classic shape. 
So not a stiletto, I'm talking about uh, maybe it's a booty or maybe it's a smaller open toe sandal. I would swap one out for the other. White shoes, there was lots of white boots. This whole past fall and winter, that was, that was the thing, was white shoes. I didn't really love this trend, I have to say. I felt like it was a little bit more difficult for your average person to wear. So um, yeah, I wasn't recommending that to my clients. But if you did, a cute, a nice alternative for the spring would be to swap that out. And remember, just the heels, the lucite part, not the entire shoe. I think that I think that gets a little funny and you know could easily go wrong. And we don't want you to have a fashion don't, <laughs> or to be in Glamour magazine with the bar across your eyes, <laughs> across your eyes, and it says that makes you a fashion don't. Um, all right, and let's see what else do I have. So swap this for that. How about a shoulder bag for a straw bag? Okay, so here's what I have to say about straw bags. I used to only ever, I, I actually have a little shelf in my closet and it's just my vacation bags. Vacation bags meaning when I'm going somewhere warm, usually an island or it's a beach destination, and it's all of my straw bags. And it's everything from little tiny evening bags, like a little clutch made of raffia or straw, to bigger tote bags. And they sat there and they only came out when I was going to a beach destination and that's it, or it, or it was summertime. However, I have to say, not that I would carry it in the midst of winter, I might not carry it in let's say December, January, but I've noticed that I really love this look, um, definitely warmer months, but not just when I'm at a beach destination, not just when I'm on vacation at the beach. I started carrying a, a, one, of, one of the totes. Now, here was the thing. It was a day clutch. So it was a bigger size clutch handbag, pretty big, almost the size of, let's say, a manila envelope. And it was it is uh, straw, and then it has metallic yellow fringe on it. Yellow? It's gold. Gold. Yeah, metallic gold fringe. So it's very on trend with the fringe, but it's still a straw bag, so it's still very summery. And I carried it with a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, and I loved this look. Again, I wasn't at the beach. It is absolutely a summery bag, so I wouldn't, I'm not saying carry it during the winter, but I like this even when you're not at the beach is the point. So um, a little bit more uh, you know, bang for your buck here and just carrying it just for, it has to be a casual look, that's the thing. So it could be a summery dress, it could be shorts and a t-shirt, it could be jeans and a, and a light cardigan sweater. Um, but the point is, it's a little more casual laid back look. So as opposed to carrying a shoulder bag or just a regular crossbody bag, I swapped it out for one of my fun straw bags. And, and it could easily be, you could do this with a tote as well, um, would probably even make more sense because then you could tuck a smaller smaller bag inside of it and it would hold more. Um, but I really, really love this, not just for vacation anymore. I thought this was, um, I thought, oh, a new way to carry my straw bags, you know, because they kind of feel bad sometimes. They sit in my closet until I'm going away. And then they go back on the same shelf and they're not in rotation unless I'm at the beach. And I thought, well, this is better. I think, you know, I can carry them a little bit more than to carry some of my other bags. So again, not just for a uh, vacation, mix it up a little bit, but keep the outfit casual. That would be the thing. Cause a straw bag is certainly casual. It's not going to be for work wear. It's not gonna be when you're in semi-formal semi wear, it's gonna be a super casual look, no matter what the shape is. And I have to say, really, really love that. So that's another idea. Um, 
a swap this for that. So swap out your heavier corduroy blazers or tweed blazers, the heavier blazers for a light, uh, a very light bomber jacket. So um, these sort of, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen them. Just about every designer and every label, every brand has their version from uh, Gucci all the way to H&M and to Topshop and Zara. So, and everything in the middle, they have their own. So a little satin bomber jacket. These, they're very lightweight. Um, sometimes they're reversible, like Alice and Olivia. <laughs> um, and uh, so I have an, I'm trying to think of the ones I have. Also from Scotch and Soda, brand that I absolutely love. They're, mine are all reversible. So it's like buying two jackets in one. And they're completely different colors on the other side. So I have to say, I've loved this trend for probably about a year and a half now. And I started doing this where I would wear a blazer. I would normally wear, I'm very much of a t-shirt and blazer kind of gal. T-shirt, jeans, and a blazer is probably one of my favorite go-to uniforms. I swap that out for a little bit dressier shirt. So maybe it's a button down, but still something casual. And then the satin jacket on top of it. So yes, think of the pink ladies in the movie Grease. That's what I'm talking about. That lightweight, super satin jacket, but it's now updated with florals or some sort of prints or um, maybe it's a solid. Um, and again, you can find a lot of them are reversible. Um, but even if it's not, I love this. I love, love, love this. I think it's super fresh and something a little different. It's fun, it's whimsical, it's spring. This is what spring is to me. Spring isn't so serious. Everything's sort of lighter and brighter. And uh, I really, really love this trend. And again, wear it anywhere you would wear a blazer. So it could be with shorts. It could be over a sundress. It could be with a little flouncy floral skirt um, and a top. It could be with a pencil skirt and a more structured top. It could be with high-waisted wide leg dress pants and a concert tee. I mean, it could really go just about any look. It is definitely more of a casual look. So, um, but you know, you can, you can dress up something or dress down something with, with the satin bomber. So that's definitely one of my go-to looks. My favorite is swapping out the structured blazer for a sort of loose and more fun satin bomber jacket. Um, so try that trend as well. And then last but not least, I want to say swap out any and all booties for a sort of lightweight open toe um, shoe. It doesn't have to be a sandal, but something, or maybe it's a slide on, a, a slip on, like a slide. Um, it could be closed toe as well. But I, you know, start to lighten up on the, the heavy boots, I think. That's important. That's sort of the first thing I go to is like the coat and the shoe for me. And as soon as I lighten up on those two things, it just suddenly changes things like, oh, I'm wearing a different shoe now, not this big clunky snow boot or a big heavy boots. So that will definitely, I, I think, make you feel like spring is here. It changes your attitude a little bit and uh, you're starting to embrace the warmer weather. And then you can kind of build from there. You know, if you're starting with the shoe and the coat, you can kind of whatever your outfit is, you can still plan around it, um, you know, a fun spring look. So hopefully that helps you swapping out your spring outfits. And uh, if you need more examples, you can certainly check out my Instagram account. It is wardrobe envy, 
It is, uh, I'm sorry, wardrobe underscore envy, E-N-V-Y. Or you can follow my blog or just take a peek at the blog. You can subscribe. It's wardrobeenvy.com. And that's wardrobe hyphen envy, E-N-V-Y.com. You promise you will not get spam. Um, You can sign up, go on the blog and check it out. And I usually give pretty good examples for all the things I talk about here on the show. Anyway, that's it. My time is up here. Thanks for listening. Join me next Friday for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGC-ish. Oh, 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 oh.